Returning to the show this week for his second appearance is serial entrepreneur and author Chris Ducker. He's just published his new book, Rise of the Youpreneur. I'm delighted that Chris included my own business as a case study in his book. We chat about how he built the Youpreneur community, planned the book, and the writing process. Welcome to episode 160 of the Marketing and Finance Podcast. This is the podcast for ideas and inspiration on marketing your business and growing your business and for discussing topics on all things finance. I'm Roger Edwards, a marketing guy and keynote speaker from Edinburgh, helping you keep your marketing strategy simple and the BS at bay. Hey folks and welcome to the Marketing and Finance Podcast. Thank you, as always, for downloading or streaming the show. I'm really pleased that you chose to plug me and my guests into your earphones. Now, if you have any ambition to build your own business around your personal brand, you're going to want to grab yourself a copy of Rise of the Youpreneur by Chris Ducker. I've known Chris for several years now. I was one of the first people to join his Youpreneur community, and we've become good friends since. Indeed, I'm delighted that Chris includes me as a case study in his book. Yep, that's right, the story of Roger Edwards Marketing. This podcast, my speaking and consultancy, all there on the printed page or on the Kindle screen. So I was very pleased to get Chris back on the Marketing and Finance podcast to talk about building your personal brand and how his new book, can help. We chat about what a youpreneur is, steps to take to make your business future-proof, where the idea for the book came from, the story of how Chris built the youpreneur community and what it does, how Chris structured the book and the writing process explained. And if you enjoy the interview and would like the chance to win a copy of the book, please go and leave the Marketing and Finance podcast a review on iTunes. I'll choose at random from anyone who leaves a review between the 22nd of February 2018 and the 1st of March 2018, one winner, and I'll buy and send you a copy of Rise of the Youpreneur by my guest, Chris Ducker. Sound like a plan? Great. Well, let's get straight into that interview with Chris right here on the Marketing and Finance Podcast. Chris Ducker, welcome back to the Marketing and Finance Podcast. It's great to be back. Thanks for having me again. Where are we Skyping each other from today? I'm in Edinburgh, as always. Where are you? And I'm in the Philippines. In the Philippines. Yes. And Chris, I know that you are imminently about to return from the Philippines and become a UK citizen again. I am. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to it. In June, we, me and the family are going to be flying back. We bought a little place in uh, Cambridge and uh, we're looking forward to getting stuck into UK life again. You know, even with Brexit looming, it shows <laughs> you how much I care about that. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, so we're not actually here to talk about the Philippines or moving back to the UK. We're actually here to talk about your new book, which has just been launched. It's called The Rise of the Youpreneur. And I'd really like to dig deep into how you came up with the idea for the book and also how it aligns with the Youpreneur community, which is a mastermind community that you created a couple of years ago. But before we get into that, Chris, maybe give the listeners of the Marketing and Finance podcast just a little bit of background about yourself, where you came from, how your career developed, and basically what makes Chris Ducker tick. 
Sure. So I'm a Londoner, born and raised. My career actually kicked off in the publishing business, uh, very much kind of sales and marketing related. I often say when I'm asked sort of what my background is like, I often say I'm just a sales and marketing guy. Uh, still to this day, that's what I do. Um, but I was in the publishing game for about eight, nine years or so in the UK, came over to the Philippines in the year 2000, consulted for a few years before setting up my first business over here um, and uh, have now obviously expand upon that. We actually have three different businesses that kind of all roam within the same umbrella uh, and we have almost 450 or so staff at any one time through the year. Um, obviously, come 2010, I started podcasting and blogging uh, doing online video, really building out and carving out that personal brand in uh, the online space, which led to book deals and to keynote you know, engagements around the world. And then we launched, obviously, Upreneur. And it's all been a lot of fun. However, what really makes me tick? Good scotch. Star Wars and playing with my kids make me tick. Scotch but not Star in, Wars not and in that kids. Order. <laughs> Basically, I would describe Chris Ducker as a serial entrepreneur running several big businesses from a base in the Philippines. You specialized for a mm -hmm. while in helping businesses create virtual assistance. And in fact, one of your businesses is called Virtual Staff Finder, isn't it? And yep. your first book was Virtual Freedom, which is all about helping companies to set up virtual assistance, virtual management, that sort of thing. But I guess you pivoted a little bit a few years back with this idea of starting the Upreneur community. Can you tell me exactly what a Upreneur is? So the book's called The Rise of the Upreneur. But, but what is a Upreneur? Yeah, you, look, Upreneur is a made-up word, right? Yeah. Y-O-U-preneur. Um, but ultimately, what it what it means and what a Upreneur is, is it's somebody that's building their business based around their experience, okay, their personality, uh, what they stand for, what they're all about, and who they want to serve and sell. That simple. So it's perfect for people like consultants and coaches, authors, speakers, bloggers, podcasters, you know, anybody really focusing on building a business based around them and their expertise. People just like you, Roger, actually. Yes. So we're really just talking about people becoming individual brands, hence, of course, youpreneur, as opposed to creating a corporate identity and calling yourself gizmo or or limehouse or something like that correct absolutely and i mean you know for me this is where you truly have the ability here to not only become a go-to leader in your industry but also really truly honestly future proof at the very same time because we're never totally in control of the outside forces um that you know that, that that kind of we have to deal with as just as humans let alone business owners but at the end of the day uh, and i talk about this obviously in the book when you build the business of you and you use that youpreneur model you do for all intents and purposes become future proof mm. because what's happening is you're you're kind of eliminating any com competition in any way whatsoever regardless of what industry in because you are the unique factor in your business and people will do business with your business because of you right so you know I, and this is something that was really behind the growth of youpreneur in its infancy was that 
I realized, even though I, you know, I was three, four businesses into my kind of, you know, empire, if you want yeah. to call it that, right? Um, I realized that whenever we got a new client on board, they, they, they did business with me a long time before they ever did business with my companies. Mm. Because it was me. They, they wanted to get in business with me. They wanted my expertise. They wanted my service. They wanted my product. Not necessarily what those services and products would deliver because they trusted me. I had rapport with them. I built a relationship with them. And that at the very core of the Youpreneur business model is what it's all about. And it's interesting that you came up with the term youpreneur. You've obviously said it's a made-up word. There are other words out there that you hear from time to time. I think solopreneur is one that I hear quite often. Um, mm-hmm. Were mm-hmm. there any other also-rans? What about mepreneur? What made it youpreneur, which was the one that you focused in on? I'm not sure. I mean, I think I think youpreneur does sound better than mepreneur. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> <For a start laughs> Definitely. But I mean, no, I, I, I think really it's it's almost like... It was my way to be able to talk with other people as well about what I truly believe. Like I was, you know, the first time I ever did my business of you keynote, which is by far my most booked and, and requested keynote as a speaker. I've probably done it 45, maybe 50 times now yeah. worldwide. The last time or rather the first time I did it was in 2013. So we're talking a good two years before I even launched youpreneur.com. But I was already throwing the idea around come 2014 in terms of that phrase. I coined the phrase in youpreneur uh, in 2014. Now it's trademarked. You know what I mean? So I think it was my way to be able to say, it's not about this or about that. It's about you. You are in control. You build the business of you. Therefore, you become the youpreneur. And I think it was just, it rolled off the tongue, I think. Plus, you know, even though the domain name was taken, I got it at a good rate anyway. <laughs> so Youpreneur, the community was launched in 2015. And, you know, it, the, the timing couldn't have been better for me, Chris, as you know, because I recently transitioned out of what I call big corporate after a, a yeah. fairly lengthy career as a marketing director in many big um, financial services companies. And, and, and I was thinking, you know, I've built up a reputation as Roger Edwards over these 20 odd years. And quite a lot of the time, it's me as the individual that people want to deal with as opposed to the company that I represent. And I guess that those thought processes were in my head. You know, I want to get out there. I want to build a business around Roger Edwards, the brand. I'd had the foresight, although I'm sure it was a happy accident of nearly 20 years ago buying the Roger Edwards um, domain name just in case. But I guess I was wrestling with what I guess a lot of people at that stage wrestle with, you know, is it a good idea to jump ship and and try to set up on my own? You know, can I afford it? I've still got to feed the family, still got a mortgage to pay and everything. And of course, Mm -hmm. the youpreneur community really appeared just in the right time for me because I suddenly found myself in a community of like-minded people, all possibly wrestling with similar doubts, all wanting reassurance and motivation. And here was a community of people who could help each other out on this journey. So the timing was perfect for me because I guess I was um, an archetypal youpreneur in terms of the way you'd originally defined it. 
Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, that's great. I mean, and, and I remember, you know, talking with you about that journey and what you were deciding to do and what angles you were going to go at mm-hmm. uh, focus wise and everything. Obviously, we've had many conversations since then, uh, some publicly, some privately. And what I can say about you, Roger, is that you have clearly set, you know, the journey in 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 kind of process for yourselves and you're ticking the boxes. Like you're doing everything you said you were going to do. Mm. And I think that goes also back to the mentality of a youpreneur is that, you know, they're going to they're going to put goals in place and they're going to work towards the goals. Yeah. They're going to do what I say is that, you know, you're going to chase it down. It's not going to fall in your lap. Nothing falls in your lap, regardless of what you want in life. It's never going to come to you. You have to go and chase it down. You've got to go and make it happen for yourself. And so every single day. Uh, you know, when I'm in the community and I'm seeing what people are doing in there, I'm, you know, we, we, we have meetups or, you know, big events that we plan and all that sort of type of thing. For me, it all comes down to seeing the action that people take. Clearly, you can see inside of the Youpreneur community, those that are building their businesses successfully compared to those that are not. It all comes down to the level of action that they take. And you're an action taker. That's it. So, so for me, yeah, the, the Youpreneur community was a turning point because it gave me that confidence to do what I wanted to do. Now I think that you've launched the book as well, and the book handles a lot of these concepts as well. It, it gives people, you know, a bit of a kick up the bum, I guess. It gives people that motivation. It gives people that reassurance that if they stick to an action-taking philosophy like you've defined there, have a plan, work on your customer work on your content then it is a good success formula and so now i think that you know the the, the rise of the youpreneur book is going to give all sorts of people all over the world who were in my position that freedom i guess to actually take the leap into the into the unknown and become a youpreneur as you defined freedom is a great word mm. but you know what a better word is it's permission permission yes because so many people that I come in, come into contact with, both inside of the community and outside, that's all they're actually looking for. They've got the idea. They understand what their life can look like. But for one reason or another, they're not pulling the trigger. They're not putting the foot down on the gas because of, of you know forces that I have no idea about. But if I turn around and say to them, look, you've got 10 years, 15 years, 25 years in an industry. People are going to pay you to access that experience Mm. in a number of different means, whether it be coaching, you know, full day consulting, buying your info products, paying for money to go to one of your live events, buying your book, you know, whatever it is, a lot of the time, all people need is permission, plain and simple. And, you know, that was one of the big reasons why I wrote the book. And the book is, the book is kind of a direct result of, the community as a whole, the people that I've met inside of the community, and then also the opportunities that the community has brought me as the leader, as the founder of the community. But I was always going to write a book on personal brand business. In fact, actually, the working title for the book was The Business of You. Yeah. Um, but I decided after very close, um, you know, uh, conversations with with a lot of very, very successful people that have built 
businesses around books and manifestos and, you know, even white papers in some in some cases. Um, almost everybody, almost everybody that I really kind of, you know, sat down and had those conversations with said to me, you've got to include the word youpreneur in the title because what you're doing there is, I mean, you've already coined the phrase, you've already trademarked the phrase, yeah. but you've got to go one step further and you've got to get it out into the world in this bigger, more kind of more traditional manner, AKA a book for it to be really kind of as mainstream as you can get it. And so although it wasn't the first title of the book, um, now it's obviously out. I'm very, very happy with it. And, and I think I was, I did the right thing by, by following that advice. And I, I, I'm sure that three to five years from now, uh, you know, when we've, sold X amount of thousands, uh, you know, of, of, of copies of the book, uh, it, it's going to be clear to see that. That's really good. And, and it's answered one of the questions I was going to ask as to whether you started the Youpreneur community ultimately with the intention of writing a book about Youpreneurs, but effectively you started out with the intention of writing a book about personal branding and that's morphed as a result of the community into a book about youpreneurs and one of the other things i was quite intrigued about having been part of the youpreneur community over the last two and a half years is your original definition of a youpreneur that you originally conceived when you started the community has that evolved at all as you've met people like myself and and the hundreds and other people who are our part of the community has your definition of a youpreneur changed as you've gone through the the writing process and as the community's developed i think it's a really good question um i think that overall no but at the exact same time yes <laughs> what a horrible answer hedging your bets question. there chris <laughs> i mean i i think what it is when when we first launched um, the Youpreneur community, September 2015. It's, it feels like a decade ago, but it's just a few years ago. But when we when we did launch it uh, originally, it was about helping entrepreneurs build a successful online business. Yeah, that was really kind of the premise of of everything that we wanted to do. Um, but it became pretty bloody obvious within no more than three or four months. So we're talking early 2016 here that the type of people that were joining the community were people like you. Yeah. So they were personal brand entrepreneurs. They might not have been thinking of themselves like that, but that's exactly what they were. And so my rhetoric in marketing the community changed going into the middle of 2016. We updated the community software. We brought in, you know, a, a, a developer to help us uh, build the back end of all of the forums a lot better. The way we were delivering our, our, you know, our proprietary content became a lot more easier and more kind of um, social feeling. Um, but on the outside looking in, I, I changed a lot of the way that I was talking about it as a community. I was, you know, using those terms like coach, consultant, yes. author, speaker, because these were the people that were joining up to learn how to build an online business, yes, but to learn how to build an online business based around their experience. And that's really, I think, where mid-2016 is when Youpreneur as a term and as a community and as a business model really kind of came into its own. 
So now you've got the idea for the book. You know what a youpreneur is. You've got lots of stories that you can tell from the people that have joined the community, from the people you know across the world. And the book's divided into three sections. And, and I love the three sections because they're just perfect. Building the brand of you is the first section. Marketing the brand of you is the second section. And then probably the most important one, monetizing the brand of you. So again, you've got within the book three crucially important steps to putting together the brand of you, the youpreneur. But how did you go about coming up with the structure of the book and effectively laying it all out? Well, actually, it 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 came it came as a direct result of the rebuild in the middle of 2016 of the community itself. Uh-huh. So the one major change for us um, was that we created what we now call the Upana Roadmap, yeah, uh, which you obviously know as being you know a, 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 actually it's a four-step roadmap of building, marketing, monetizing, and then growing. Yeah. So the growth track of that roadmap is an ever-growing, ever-evolving, ever-changing thing, whereas the other three tracks, uh, build, market, monetize, are quite actually steadfast in their approach in regards to delivering what they need to deliver on and then moving on to the next stage and so on and so on. And the reason why we put that roadmap in place in the very first place is because we had found, and again, if you're building a business, you better listen to your bloody customers because yes. they're going to tell you how they want your business to grow for them in the future. And that's what we did. We listened to our current and, and even past members who had been and gone quite quickly. We listened to them. And a lot of people were saying, like, the content's incredible. The training's great. But I don't know where to start. Mm. There's just so much of it. I don't know where to start. And so by putting the roadmap in place, it allows people to self-identify based on the definitions of those tracks where they're at in the roadmap. And I've, you know, I've said a couple of people who have come back to me and, and said, you know, this, this book, it's quite a chunky book. I mean, it's almost, you know, 200 and whatever it is, 60 pages or something. Like, you know, I, I, do I have time to sit down and like, if you're already done building, skip the first 75 pages. Yeah. Don't bloody read them. Start at the marketing phase and so on and so on. And so, you know, would I like everybody to read it cover to cover? Yes, of course. But, you know, time is our most valuable commodity. If it's something that is going to suck time out of us marketing or monetizing our personal brand business, then we should go to those sections directly and, and maybe peruse the others as and when we might want a little recap or something. So the, the structure of the book came about purely from the roadmap inside of the community and then you know once i had done sort of working on on the actual content of the book itself and it's a manual it's a how-to guide is what it is once that was in place we then decided to add in a number of different case studies of which you are one of them um to really kind of highlight and demonstrate what can be done um when you follow you know the roadmap and and when you actually take action on the goals that you put in place and as you know you've, you've got a copy of the book you can clearly see it there are people from a plethora of different industries um from everything from you know public speakers to financial you know consultants all the way down to you know people that that you know are in the health and fitness game yeah. so you know it doesn't really matter what industry and this is a model 
this is a guide that anyone can pick up and follow and and build a very successful future-proof business from. <laughs> I have to say that that moment at the Youpreneur Summit, which for people who don't know about it, was your inaugural um, conference back in uh, November 2017. And at the end of the first day, you surprised everybody by saying, oh, and by the way, I have got a pre-launch copy of the book for everybody who's attending the conference. And of course, I'm sitting there thinking, oh, I know I've got my um, my case study on page 59. I want to see it. So of course, we all piled upstairs. And then for the next four hours, you were wearing out your wrist, signing everybody's personal copy. That was, that was quite good. But um, thinking about the writing process, now obviously you've been doing the, the what was originally the New Business Podcast for many, many years. You've written loads of articles for the, the Youpreneur website. Within the Youpreneur community, there are videos from keynote speeches from your tropical think tanks, from the aforementioned Youpreneur Summit, and from other workshops that have just been put together by the members. Did yep. you use some of the material, some of the stuff you've already written in blogs, and some of the stuff you might have already done in, in podcasts and videos, to shape the chapters or was it genuinely a, a clean sheet exercise it was pretty much a clean sheet mm. um i mean i i can tell you um very kind of transparently that, that there's only one very small um chapter which was pulled directly from the blog mm. uh, and then and then tweaked um rewritten here and there but nothing nothing crazy um, I'd say about 90% of the content that was on that blog post ended up in the book. And that was um, actually, it was originally a video on how to become a great podcast guest yeah. to be able to position yourself as an expert and spread your message. Yeah. And when we came to that part in the book, I started typing, <laughs> I started typing out bits and pieces I'm like, hang on, I've done this already. And allow me to blow my own trumpet here. It was bloody brilliant. Why am I reinventing this? I'm just going to pull it from the blog and stick it straight in the book. So other than that, probably, I don't know, good gosh, maybe 1,500 words or whatever it is, everything else is basically 100% original. But, I mean, if you've been following me for any period of time, you'll see several stories that I've shared in keynotes and on podcasts and things like that in the book, um, you know, my, my, my adventures of, of Disneyland for the first time and with the family and, and what that meant for us, uh, as, as a family and, and from a customer perspective, I talk about a time where, um, Krispy Kreme did something amazing based on a piece of content that I created again on a memory of a family. And, and, you know, there's a whole bunch of other stories that are sort of peppered through the book that you might've heard if you've been following me mm. for, you know, the last five or six years. But the, the fact is that 99.9% .9 of the people that pick up this book will probably have never have heard from me. I mean, if we're talking 10 years from now, hopefully it's spread that far that I don't need someone to say, I know him, I'll buy his book to help him out. Yeah. I don't want that. I want, this is a movement here. This is a call to action. It's rise of the youpreneur, right? So um, I think ultimately, whether you've been following me or not, you know, there's lots of good stuff in there. But yeah, pretty much all of it is, uh, you know, originally written just for the book. And how did you do that? Was it like two hours every morning? It was book time and nothing else could get into your diary and you just hammered it all in? Or was it a, um, well, diff a different This time plan? around was a lot different compared to Virtual Freedom. Mm. So 
Virtual Freedom was just like that. It was about me hammering away at a keyboard until I was done with it. I didn't. I couldn't do that. I couldn't do that again this time. Virtual Freedom almost killed me. <laughs> I almost, very seriously, it almost burnt me out mm. uh, writing and 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 specifically the editing of the book almost burnt me out. Mm. Um, it, it was it was really bad. Uh, and and I mean, we're talking like genuine exhaustion i had to really once i was done with the final edit i cleared my calendar for two weeks and did nothing just Mm. to recover and i didn't want that to happen this time around i can't afford for it to happen this time around with four kids and so i um i decided actually to do something that i know a lot of my friends do the knockout books quite regularly and that is i worked with an editor Mm. And so what happened was he interviewed me for about 12 hours, spaced out over about a month or so in several different sessions. We had all of those conversations transcribed um, and then we kind of went to work filling in gaps uh, that, uh, you know, that, that we kind of wanted to include in the final manuscript that we didn't cover from that part of the process. And then we went back to the scran- you know, the, to the transcripts and, and turned them back into real kind of book content and not just a question answer type role. So, um, you know, sizably a lot less time from my perspective, typing away on a keyboard. Um, but, uh, still, I mean, if I had to add up the hours that I put into physically writing the book, I'd still say, you know, a good, uh, Gosh, a good 30 odd out, 30, 40 hours probably mm, over mm. the space of, you know, X amount of months. Uh, but it was, you know, a third of the time that I spent on on virtual freedom actually typing away. And of course, there is, there is selfish reasons for me asking these questions, because as you know, I'm in the process of writing my own book about my favourite subject, Keeping Marketing Simple. And I, and I know that you are on my back when it comes to getting this thing out there, Chris. So it's been really interesting to talk to you about the process that you went through. As we sort of come towards the end of the of the conversation now, um, just thinking about some of the uh, other things we might want to um, talk about that are in the book. Again, in addition to the the sections building, marketing, monetizing, one of the things that really caught my eye about the book, um, and this goes back to what I was saying earlier in the interview about that time when I almost needed the permission, as you said, the freedom to jump ship from big corporate and start my own personal brand. There's a, a nice little bit at the start of the book where you can actually go online. And I think it's youpreneur.com forward slash next step. And it's like a, a little test or a questionnaire that you take that effectively gives you the focus to make that leap. Is that is that what's um, what you're encouraging people to do? Absolutely. And not only make the leap, but make a very calculated leap as well. Like I said, a lot of people come into the community and they're like, I don't know what I should be doing right now. So the next step assessment was put together um, specifically for readers of the book to kind of help them figure out what their true next step should be not the first step but the next step so there's a whole bunch of questions in i mean it only takes you 90 seconds maybe 120 seconds to to finish it Mm. if you go all the way through but you might not reach any further than maybe the fifth or the sixth question before Mm. it actually stops and if it stops that early you're in the build phase and then we go ahead and we email 
a very, very customized report based on that phase, what you need to do, what you should avoid doing to stop wasting time and all that kind of stuff. And then again, you go further into the assessment and, you know, you might get maybe 60, 70% through if you are stopped right there by, you know, the robot behind the scenes. Um, Ultimately, you're in the marketing phase. And again, very, you know, in-depth report will be emailed you and, uh, you know, you go through reception again. If you get a little further in, you're clearly further along in the journey. So it's not about figuring out where you, you know, what, how to start the journey. It's not about giving you necessarily the permission to go on that journey. It's actually figuring out and it will clearly show you exactly what you need to do next based on where you are on the journey itself. And that's exactly what so many people, so many people need yeah. This is great Absolutely. stuff, Chris. I've really enjoyed talking to you about the book. I really enjoyed reading the book, and I really enjoyed appearing in the book. Um, what would be the one big thing from your experience of writing The Rise of the Youpreneur that you'd like the listeners of the Marketing and Finance podcast to take away from your experiences? Well, I think, you know what, when, I, when you write a book like this, you also go on your own journey. Um, and I will, I, I believe, honestly, I think this is my last business book. Mm. I don't think I'm going to write another business book again. Um, I, I might write other books, but in terms of like a business how-to manual, I think I'm pretty much done with this. Uh, we may expand on it. We may update it at some point in the future, but I think I'm done. And the reason why I can be so um, kind of short and sharp with that decision is because through the process of writing the book, I discovered for myself very clearly that these are the type of people that I want to work with for the rest of my career. In 15 years as an entrepreneur, I can honestly wholeheartedly say to you that I've never, ever been as happy and as content as I am as a business owner. And it's all because of the fact that I'm doing what I love to do every day for the people that I want to help the most for. And I think, you know, that was what I got out of the book. And I would say that, you know, as you read the book yourself, understanding that, you know, you might be at certain different parts of that roadmap or that journey, be very aware of how you're feeling whilst you're taking down notes or dog-earing pages or highlighting if you're reading on a Kindle or whatever, like really become super self-aware of where you are in the journey, but also what the journey means to you. Because for me, it's given, just writing the book gave me huge clarity for the next 10 to 15 years. And I can't wait just to continue chasing it down. And as this is the Marketing and Finance podcast, one question I always ask my guests is, tell me about a marketing campaign, or it could be a product, or it could be a youpreneur that's really caught your attention in the last year and made you sit up and think, wow, I want a bit of that. Tell me what it was and what you liked about it. (laughs) Well, I tell you what what I, something that I saw when I was in London just at the end of last year, we're in in London, it's November. Me and my... um, me and my youngest son, Charlie, he's nine. He's a big Lego fan. Yeah. And I'm also a big Lego fan. Ever since I was a kid, you know, when, when you get a younger boy, it's kind of, and even a girl actually, but if you get a younger boy, it's your, all the dads out there, it's your chance to be a kid again yeah. with Lego. 
right? Embrace this. Spend the money. Stop moaning about how expensive it is compared to what it was like in the 70s and the 80s and just spend the money. <laughs> but but cl- honestly, we were, we were in London. I had literally a two or three hour break in my schedule. It was just before the summit. And I said to my son, what do you fancy doing? And he said, daddy, we have to go to the new Lego store. <laughs> it's in Leicester Square. We've never been. And I said, okay, yeah, let's go. And so we, and he'd seen it on YouTube and whatnot. That's why he knew about it. And so we went, we went up to Leicester Square with his uncle P, his uncle Pascal is a very old friend of mine. The three of us went up and as we entered the store, he was given, understand, I haven't paid, I haven't spent a penny right here. Yeah. As we entered the store, he was given a little box of Lego that had a number of different instruction booklets in it where he could make a new little Lego toy every day for the 24 days leading up to Christmas. Oh, fantastic. Utter gold. So before we've even looked at anything, he's already got a little bit of Lego with him and he's feeling great. I'm feeling great. And we're walking around and we're looking at, you know, Tower Bridge and, you know, this, that and the other and all this sort of stuff that's there. We go upstairs. He's hunting down some dinosaur thing that he wants. The whole time he's clutching this box and he keeps looking at it. And he's looking at other toys up on the shelves and he's looking at the box again. And I turn around and I said to him, you've got all these, all these Lego sets here. You've been going cuckoo over all this stuff <laughs> for months. What do you keep looking at the set for? And he turned around and he said to me, can we make it now? <laughs> the free one, you know? Yeah. Hasten to say, we ended up spending, I don't know, 120 pounds in Lego or whatever. And we walked away. But it was that the when we got back to the hotel he wanted to crack into the Advent Lego box before anything else. And obviously I stopped him from doing so. It's, a, it's an Advent situation. <laughs> These things must be done correctly. But I, I honestly thought that that was probably some of the best marketing I'd seen in ages. Now, I sat back and I watched other people come into the store. And here's the thing. They didn't give the free gift to adults. They only gave the free gift to children from what I could see. Yeah. And I thought that was just a brilliant, brilliant piece of targeted marketing to a incredibly enthusiastic and excited uh, customer base. And um, it worked very, very well. Cause like I said, I spent over a hundred quid and we all went home laughing. That's absolute genius, isn't it? A Lego advent calendar box. Brilliant. Wow. Do you know, you, we, you, took, you, we, we actually took um, photos of every single little toy that he made over those 24 days. And then I gave one, I gave the photos to my personal assistant who was now turning those photos as we speak, actually into a, uh, uh, like a desk calendar, like a flip desk calendar. So we've got a, we've got a couple of these, uh, photos from each uh, on each of the, uh, the images actually for the desk calendar. So I'll be able to see them all year long. It's going to be great. The, the power of targeting, the power of understanding your audience. That is just That's so it. good. That is such a golden nugget. Chris, it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you today. What's the best way that people can connect with you? And more importantly, what's the best way that people can get their hands on Rise of the Newpreneur? Well, I mean, Twitter is a great way to connect with me if anybody wants to sort of shout any questions or anything. So it's just at Chris Ducker. You can go to chrisducker.com. 
uh, which is my blog and podcast. And if they want to pick up a copy of the book, they can just go to Amazon and type in my name or the, the title of the book, or they can go to riseoftheupreneur.com. And if you buy via that site and send me your receipt, I've got some little bonuses I'm throwing in as well. Fantastic. Chris, let me wish you every success with the book. I know it's going to be a bestseller. Thanks for coming on the show. Always a pleasure to speak to you. And no doubt I will see you again soon after you come back to the UK. Yeah, it's going to be great. Thanks for having me back. Thanks for listening to the Marketing and Finance Podcast. Do please look at the show notes at rogeredwards.co.uk forward slash MAF for links to the apps and topics and books we discussed. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review on iTunes. Simply visit rogeredwards.co.uk forward slash iTunes. And remember, if you leave a review between the 22nd of February 2018 and the 1st of March 2018, you've got a chance to win a copy of Rise of the Youpreneur by this week's guest, Chris Ducker. So I'll catch you on the next episode. In the meantime, keep marketing your business to keep growing your business.